Welcome, everybody, to the third episode of Dude, Where's My VAR, a fantasy football podcast. It's myself, your commissioner, James Coughlin, as well as the intern, Chris Yu, and a special guest today. We have currently sitting at the top of the table in our fantasy Premier League, uh, the Premier League wankers, Timur Stolimovich. Welcome to Dobardan. Hello, bonjour, hola. Welcome, welcome. Timur, what is your, uh, what is your team name again? Uh, my team name is inspired by a Lil Wayne lyric, and it's Same Old Throne, New Dragons, which is a loose reference to Liverpool FC retaining the, uh, the throne of the, of the Premier League and Same Old New Dragons trying to unseat Liverpool as defending champions. I see. I see. Okay. I had, I always thought it was like a game of Thrones thing. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so well, that, uh, well it, yeah, no, it definitely is. Know. It definitely is. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I thought the lyric was very witty. That's why I chose it. Well, what's the, what's nice. the original, what's the original Lil Wayne, uh, lyric? No, no, that that's the Lil Wayne lyric. It's oh, same exactly old throne, that. new, new dragons. Yeah. And I just picked it off of that. Nice. Nice. Oh, so he's nice. referencing game of Thrones probably. Got it. Correct. Probably. Mm. So, Timur, since you're here, let's start with your team. Um, you were probably mid-table, if I recall, something like that last year. I think after the restart, you, among other people, just sort of took a backseat, if I remember correctly. But this year, you're, you're really taking it seriously. You've got what seems to be a pretty good team, but I noticed you've used a couple of your chips already. So I'd be curious to hear about your strategy and you know, talk about what chips you've used, kind of what your, your thinking was there and uh, kind of how you see your team going forward. Last season was my first season playing fantasy premier league. And admittedly, I had no idea what I was doing. And I learned from a couple people that the chips, if you use them strategically are, The chips are basically the name of the game in many ways. I mean, if you use them correctly, you can establish incredible momentum in the early weeks of the season. And that's really what you want if you stand a chance of of trying to, to win the whole thing. So my approach this year was to get out of the gate as quickly as possible with the most points as possible, because I know that would give me a huge leg up when it came to using my transfers after that. Um, Since, you know, we all, after you use your chips, you only get one transfer a week, uh, one free transfer. And depending on how much money you have in a bank, that'll limit the kind of moves you can, you can make. So yeah, my strategy this year was to use all of my chips um, as soon as possible. I, my initial, I think my game week one lineup, did fine and then immediately i did um i played my wild card um, what week like week three like week what what's the other one free Not hit. wild card yeah i played my free hit first that worked out really well i think i hit 70 points for that game week and then after that i used my wild card and that worked really well and i landed on the combination of sun and kane mm-hmm. and so for i think like three or four weeks three weeks i guess that combination really hit it off really was really valuable for me and then uh, your team real quick hold on let's just go through it so in the back we've got leno and steer 
who I don't believe plays for Aston Villa. Uh, Robertson, Zuma, Eric Dyer, Luke Ayling, and Ward? Or who's your other back four guy? Let's see. Yeah, Ward from Joel Ward. But Yep. And we've got Jota, Fernandez, Sala, Ziyech, Watkins, and Kane, and Delap up front from Man City, who... It's interesting. You've got basically four guys in your bench who are probably inexpensive. Let's see. They're all like 4.5, 4.3s. Ward is 4.4 and Delop is 4.4. So all really inexpensive guys who don't play uh, on your bench. I guess is that is that basically the strategy there? Just getting people who uh, like what happens if somebody gets injured you're just going and starting to use those subs like for example Salah was out last week mm. I saw you took a zero for him um you know do you value having any subs in there I, I don't believe in subs in this format <laughs> I think that's I don't think I'm alone in that regard yeah. I think the way you I mean if you look at our league 90% of our league has Son and Kane and Salah and Fernandez on it Maybe Sun and Kane and Salah, but what I'm trying to say is there are like five to six players that have in, incredible production week in, week out. And the right. way you, you finance a team that produces a lot of points, in my opinion, is you have the least expensive bench possible. Yep. Yep. I don't know if that's the approach you guys took or if you have a different view on that. Not necessarily. Um, I mean, I definitely try to have some people that I can play week in and week out sitting on the bench. But uh, I guess since we're on this topic of cheap benches and and you guys are Liverpool fans, I'll ask you this. Given the amount of defenders that are out for Liverpool, you have, uh, I'll pull it up. There's a couple of people on Liverpool who are under four. You know, Nat Phillips and people like that? Yeah, let me, I'm going to, I'm going to pull up the list really quick. Probably isn't expensive. Yeah. So defenders in Liverpool, we've got Robertson, Alexander Arnold, Van Dyke, Gomez are all out. Yep. Matip, Phillips, Neko Williams, Simikas, and Reese Williams. So those last four are all under really five. I mean, Simikas okay. is 4.9, Phillips is four, Neko Williams, 3.9, Reese Williams, four. Uh, so far, Phillips and Neko Williams are the only people that have played and accumulated points. But you know, is that something? Could you bring see yourself bringing in somebody like that, who's a defender who plays for one of the top teams? I uh, think, personally speaking, um, I wouldn't just because Liverpool spots are at a premium. You know, you've got Salah, who's pretty much an evergreen uh, still. Uh, team around, I see you have Jota, which was a great call. Uh, you know, good, good. Pick but up it James too. We uh, we actually landed on that transfer the same week. Nice. I think mm. Right after Jota went off, we were both like, we're signing him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's that, that was a good call. Um, and so because because of that, you know, you have so many Liverpool attacking players that you could have. You could even have Mane in there. Uh, when Trent comes back, you can Trent in there, and obviously Robbo is the other one. Um, it really doesn't make sense to have a cheap Liverpool player that may you may or may not play keep on the bench. Uh, who may or may not get a couple points because not none of those um, players get you attacking points at all. Um, maybe Nico Williams will get a, an assist or two this season if Trent stays out for a while. Um, but it looks like they've been putting James Milner there anyway. 
So um, I'm not super confident in any of them. And, and, and in Liverpool, you know, yeah, we've kept a couple of clean sheets in the last few games, but I don't think that trend is going to continue for super long. And I don't even know how long Matip's going to be, you know, fit to play. Right. Period. So. Yeah. I mean, I think Milner's actually a good shout, you know, if you're looking for a defense or he's not a defender, actually, he's listed as a midfielder, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at 5.3, who's going to play might even take a penalty or two if Salah is out for a while. So could be a good yeah. shout. Do you guys agree? Hey, he's the assist king in Champions League. He still holds the record for the most Champions League assists in one season. So I didn't know that. I'm 50-50 on Milner as a as a Premier League player. I mean, for pens, definitely, but I'm 50-50. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. I, I just want to quickly go over game week nine i don't want to spend too much time on it we're basically a third of the way through the season i mean a little bit under a third but game week nine we had uh, a couple players on your team timor who were the kings of the week as they say uh leno for arsenal kept the clean sheet obviously now he's kept a couple clean sheets robertson for liverpool i believe he had an assist and the clean sheet alioski for leeds bellerin for arsenal both had clean sheets and probably some bonus points in there Milner, who we just discussed, Fernandez, obviously he got Manu's penalty as he does so often. Uh, San, Sully March from Brighton, Decore, Calvert Lewin, and Welbeck for Brighton. So just given those list of players right there, are you guys, you know, looking at any of those for the rest of the season? Is there somebody in there who you think could have some real value, or are they just sort of a one and done for the week? I'm Maybe. personally interested in Bruno Fernandez, but at the same time, man, you are such a bad team that I don't know how <laughs> long this is going to continue for. <laughs> he, he, you know, he's he is obviously the best scoring person on that team, but then yeah. they're not they're not a high scoring team in any case. You know, like a lot of people would say they were lucky last weekend, um, and if you look at the penalties that were not given, you would say yeah. But yeah, Bruno, he's interesting. Um, but is he worth giving up someone like a KDB right now? Maybe, you know, that's, that's, that's mm. one potential move I might be doing or, or I'll, uh, more likely I'll switch up Trent because I, I still have Trent on my, on my team. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at Fernandez's production. He's had four game weeks where he's earned 11 or more points and that's pretty substantial. I was worried that this week I was going to totally bomb because I forgot to transfer Salah out. Um, and then Fernandez came through and like put 11 points on the board. And so I think my strat is just going to be don't fix it until it's broken. Uh, yeah. Um, I think a lot of the league has picked up Fernandez because he's consistently getting a penalty or two, might sneak in an assist. And so until further notice, I'm, I'm sticking with him. Definitely, definitely. Well, talking about things that might be a little bit broken, uh, Chris, you, your team and mine really haven't been doing that great. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> uh, I'm in 10th. You're currently in 13th. Mm-hmm. I feel like everybody on your team's pretty banged up. Let's talk about some of the transfers you might be making. Uh, yeah. I, I'm looking at your your game week last week. You know, you've got a Fulham player in there, Reed, your benches, uh, Nyland, Douglas, Alexander, Arnold, and Salah, who obviously didn't play, but Three of those guys are injured. Davis up front is injured and doesn't play, I'm pretty sure. So you could be using a wild card soon here, I would I would Ooh. think. 
I did use a wild card. Um, oh, you already did? A couple, oh, couple weeks ago. I used a wild card. Oh, wait. No, sorry. I used a free hit a couple weeks ago. Okay, okay. Uh, that's the one where it only lasts for a week, right? Correct. Right. I used a free hit. Uh, that was probably three game weeks ago. And yeah, I mean, you know, I got hit. I got hit by a Liverpool curse. You know, what can I say? Um, I had two Liverpool defenders, Gomez and Trent, and both of them, you know, uh, suffered injuries and uh, couldn't do too much about that. Salah got coronavirus for going to his brother's wedding without a mask. Oh, geez. Not part <laughs> of him. Um, the video of him emerging doing that. And, um, you know, I, I, I was going to do uh, a wild card this week, but then I thought, you know what? I have a decent enough squad to get through it. And I'd really, I mean, I don't know if things will ever get worse than they are right now, but I thought, you know, I only have, I think, one of those uh, per season, or is it, is it two per season for the, for the wild cards? It just felt like it was too, it, was, it just felt like it's too early to do it right now. Um, yeah. So, because Salah's coming back, like we know he's going to be back this coming game week. It was really like, it just has to test negative and he's good to go. And then, nice. Uh, I'll I should start Gomez because Gomez is a longer term uh, injury for I think Chilwell and yep. then um, Trent I'm going to change out this week because he's also out for a few more weeks at least. But, Chris, yeah, I got hit by talk guys. to me about your um, your midfield, your front three. I can understand DCL has been a monster this uh, campaign. Jimenez has also been relatively strong but what are you thinking with your midfield so reed i think was actually more of a bench player i usually put salah there um and then with with trent in it's four defenders four midfielders and then two attackers so davis isn't playing um de bruyne i i don't know i've been like stupidly faithful to him for i don't know how many weeks and city is just playing like dog shit so you know i got i gotta get him out but right now my priority is trading out trent because He's just not going to have any points no matter what happens. And De Bruyne may still get a couple points here and there. So, um, yeah, I mean, I should have I should have traded De Bruyne out weeks ago, but didn't and had an injury crisis to deal with as well. Um, and St. Maximin comes in, you know, sometimes. Like, he's gotten seven points, eight points. Uh, yeah. So, you know, he's not terrible. Um, he got 12 points one week against Burnley. So, yeah. you know, he's one of those guys. I, I think that's a great segue, Chris, into our, our next segment, which we're going to be called You're Dead to Me. Uh, so this <laughs> is a player on your team who you're you're pretty much done with. You've been holding on to them for a while, hoping and praying that they'll get back to some string of good games. But uh, I'd like everyone here to go over one player on their team, put them in the uh, the coffin and say you're dead to me. So, Timor, give me one player on your team who you've been holding on to for too long and who's dead to you. I don't know if I can. I mean, I think I'm top of the table for a reason. All 11 of my players are just churning out (laughs) points week in and week out. So, I mean, in the interest of participating in the segment, and I hope this doesn't come back and bite me, but maybe Ollie Watkins? I had a feeling you were going to say that. Maybe, but even him, I, he had a seven-point week followed by a 13-point week. Um, yeah. And his next couple games are West Ham, Newcastle, Wolves, Burnley, West Brom. Huge. So pretty oh, pretty good string there. Okay, yeah. Chris, how about you? Uh, well, I think I, I uh, answered that question a few minutes ago. Um, KDB's got to go, man. I'm sorry. Oh, wow. 
I think you get him I out. think uh, they have they have a couple of good fixtures coming up. Burnley, Fulham, home, but no Aguero. Jesus is just I don't know what he's doing. Sterling can't finish, and KDB is all about assists. I mean, he does score a couple goals, but if he has no one to finish off the chances he's creating, then you know there's really no point keeping him, and they can't keep clean sheet and save their life. So. Agreed. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's a good shout. I was gonna say Saint Maximin too on your team, who I was debating picking for mine here. He's just been consistently getting us twos, but I think part of it is Wilson being out. I think Wilson was out for two weeks or so. And when he's back in, I think their their combo play is a little bit more threatening and Newcastle can get a couple goals. My pick is pretty easy. It's Mitrovic. I actually watched, um, I was randomly watching the Scotland, Serbia, UEFA, Champ- or not Champions League, the Euro, Euro League. Playoff. Like, yeah, playoff. Thank you. And Mitrovic just took this like lazy penalty at the end. And I was like, wow, this guy is such a bum. And then the next <laughs> week he comes out, doesn't even start for Fulham, uh, comes in at like the 80th minute and really just has no impact. So, Mitrovic, I've been saying this for weeks, and at the beginning of the year, I had Bamford in ahead of him and stupidly put Mitrovic in, uh, but he's totally dead to me. Uh, Mitrovic is getting subbed out this week. I'm actually bringing in somebody who I brought on, on the pod much earlier, and that is uh, Che Adams. I think Che Adams on Southampton, who's cheaper than Mitrovic, can get you uh, some real points. He got an assist last week. Ings is still out for, I think, until mid-December, maybe even longer. So I think Che Adams with Theo Walcott will will get some more assists, get some more goals, and uh, over Mitrovic. That's that's the minimum transfer I'm doing this week. I'm debating playing a wild card. In fact, I took a screenshot of a team that I made earlier today that I wanted to run by you guys. But I'm already second-guessing it because I, I do like Stuart Dallas, uh, who I did transfer out in my fake team. But I watched the highlights with Arsenal and he had like two shots on goal and he was really forward. So I was like, oh, actually, I think I might keep him. But uh, so that's that's your my you're dead to me guy is Mitrovic. But I want to run by this uh, this team with you guys. I'm going to share. Well, maybe I won't share my screen. I don't know how to even do this. Pretty bold of you to um, Uh, even though he's in great form, but pretty bold of you to Captain Jota. Yeah. Next to Son and Kane. I can't yeah. say that I would have done that. I mean, it worked no, out. No, it was good. Yeah, I can't, I can't put it in the chat. All right, I can't share my screen. But anyway, so my team, team, we've got in the back, a lot, of, a lot of homers here. Fabianski and McCarthy for my goalie combo. Cresswell, who is like the number four or five defender right now, gets a ton of assists, takes every free kick. Zuma, Bellerin, who was one of the game week kings of the week last week as they say keeping justin from uh lester kufal who's a total differential pick on west ham already those are my three west ham players aka i'm a homer here <laughs> we've got fernandez who i who i subbed out uh, i took out rashford for fernandez so i paid up a little bit more to get fernandez but then the next two picks mcginn and march on aston villa and brighton respectively are 5.5 and 5. So playable guys, I think McGinn has something like one of the most shots on goal of, of any player. I forget the exact step, but he he gets his chances. He just hasn't really done a lot yet. Uh, keeping Son, keeping Jota, keeping Kane, we've got Adams 
and then Vardy up front. So I'm trying to get that combo with Kane and Vardy, who obviously two of the best attackers. What do you guys think? Any anything there that you're like, why the what the hell is he doing? So who are you Who's keeping that? on your bench? You're keeping McCarthy, Kufal. Who else are you keeping on your bench? I mean, I'd probably keep March. I'd probably keep. I don't know. It's kind of, it's a game week thing. Like if West Ham have are playing a crappy team, I'll keep both of those guys in there, but I, I it's hard to double up, you know? Yeah. This goes exactly to the teamers point. You have a lot of players here who, and even right now I'm looking at your, your, your team right now. You have a lot of players here who do score points, you know? Yeah. And the risk when you don't play them is it's not, you're missing the opportunity cost. So the real question is exactly if you have too many people who score on your bench, you know, um, then your your that value is being locked up on the bench and it's not really working for you, you know, because you right. left um you left third okay ten okay you left ten points on the bench it's not that bad any of those players like if Justin had a good game which he didn't and if Salah was fit you know um and playing I assume he probably would have pay, played him over over Mitrovic or something but um right. oh well he's not a striker so you probably would have played him over like Saint Maximin or whatever but you know um it's 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 always a gamble because you're, you're just like leaving points to the bench you're like you played martinez one week then you play mccarthy one week and like you know it's it's kind of that's the the risk um and and that you know half a million dollars or so difference if you just gotten like a, a bum guy who doesn't even play um may have been a better player somewhere i agree team team or any uh anything to add there is that um fernandez jota and son in midfield yeah yeah i mean that and then Kane and Jamie Vardy up top. Yep. I mean, that, that's kind of where my attention immediately goes to is like, where are your workhorse players from a points perspective? And between those five, I think that's like a very defensible, um, like core five for you to have in your Definitely. squad. Yeah. It, there are enough players in the Premier League between the top seven clubs where that five can be, I mean, there are at least another five players you could argue could be like, are, are worth having in there. I think between Ziek, Werner, Jack Grealish. So, so, I mean, I, I think, yeah, it's just a matter of preference, but I'm yeah. not as interested in like the secondary and tertiary players on the bench and like in the back as much as I am in like, who are like three. my five or six players yeah. who are gonna get me the bulk of the points? Got it. Maybe that'll maybe that'll bite me down the road, but that's the strategy. Just have to wait and see. All right, so let's uh, look at let's look ahead to the next game week. I'll just read the fixture list. Tell me a couple games you guys think you're really looking into from a fan or fantasy perspective. Uh, Friday, Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Probably not there. Brighton, Liverpool, Man City, Man City, Burnley. Everton leads West Brom Sheffield big uh, big bottom battle there actually Southampton Man U Chelsea Spurs or Ar- Arsenal Wolves and then on Monday we've got Leicester Fulham and my West Ham against Aston Villa so give me like two games each that you're really looking into from a fantasy perspective whether it's your team or just in general I'd say I'm looking forward to Chelsea Spurs um, uh, three episodes into all or nothing Tottenham Spurs and mm-hmm. I'm I'm totally I totally buy into the Mourinho philosophy yeah I think, <laughs> I, think he, I think he's just I don't know if you guys have watched it all part yeah, of it it's mm-hmm. great but it's great. I, I'm, uh, after 
after watching the previous season with City, there's just such a stark difference between, I mean, Marina really is a special manager. I can't quite put my finger on it, but the way he instills confidence in his players is remarkable. And I think I just have a feeling that, I mean, it's apparent Kane and Son are brimming with confidence in this whole his whole this whole Spurs team looks really scary. Um, so I think, you know, top teams like Chelsea bring out the best in a club like Spurs that's this in form under a manager like Mourinho. I think it'll be a great match and I'm hopeful it'll it'll lead to a lot of points for uh, my captain, Kane. Yeah. Um I, I think I think Captain and Kane and Son is a bit of a gamble this week, given how Chelsea have done defensively, but could it, it it could really pay off. I don't know. It's it's I think there's other games for captains picks in this one. Chris, what do you think? And not just um, for captains, just in general. Yeah, I mean I'm I'm looking at the two Merseyside teams, you know, my my Liverpool uh probably will have three players playing on the pitch. Uh Salah's back. Uh he only played I think 60 minutes uh against Atlanta, so I think he'll be good to go. Um and uh, probably Everton, Leeds will be the other one because Leeds play open no matter who they play. And mm-hmm. Everton attack and attack and attack. And I don't know if Richarlison's back, um, but if he, he is. He is. He is, right? He played yeah, last then, week. All right. Okay. So, you know, they're going to be firing on all cylinders. Um, obviously, he scored three against Fulham last week. And, and I think Leeds plays even more open than Fulham does, um, even away. Like, Marco Bielsa does not give a damn about what he does you know he is he, he'll play his style you know he like um results be damned he's gonna sell his bucket and like tell people to run um and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's awesome and and everton is gonna take advantage of that i think um yeah you know their, their 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 fortunes have taken a little bit of a dip i know they had three losses in a row since uh since they ended the season of virgil van dyke um the bastards um, but, uh, <laughs> I can't get over that. Oh my god, it's ridiculous. But yeah, um, everyone. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's going to be a great one. I think you know, fire up DCL and Rickarlson. I think Rickarlson mm-hmm. adds a whole different level of attacking sort of mentality to that team uh, as seen last week. So I think that's going to be a good one as well. Um, I'll just to pick something a little bit different. I think a lot of people are saying, fire up your Man City assets. Uh, against Burnley this week but I don't know we've all been pretty skeptical of Man City so far you know it's still early relatively early in the season but they're in 13th and Burnley like we've said in the past even though this game is at home not that home and away really matter too much uh, they're not the easiest team to score against like all their games are one nothing or it's it's they still are a difficult team to play so we'll see we'll see if Man City can break them down I mean Man City Barely won against Olympiacos today. I mean, Olympiacos is a good defensive team, kind of like Burnley. But I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like a 5-0 game. I don't think we're going to see that much for Man City this year. Maybe the last I'll- presser with, with City, Pep looked so defeated. Yeah. And, you're, and you're right, it's still early days, and we're not even a third of the way through. But for a manager like Pep, who's so accustomed to things going exactly to plan, you have to wonder if he's sweating really hard at this point about what's going to come of the remainder of the season. I don't, I don't see it for City. I don't 
I don't see them clawing back given the pace and momentum that Spurs have. Um, yeah. Liverpool, Chelsea, and honestly, even Leicester. Yeah. It almost reminds me of Arsenal last year a little bit, just kind of hanging around mid table, like not very inconsistent. Arsenal this year, it's kind of the same. They, I mean, Aubameyang has been completely out of the fold. I think nobody has them on his, t- on their team anymore, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that'll be an interesting one as well. Arsenal Wolves. I feel like that's an, a bound for like zero zero one one, something like that. But <laughs> it sounds it sounds like an exciting uh, fixture on paper, you know. Yeah. Both attacking teams, both exciting football usually. But then you're you're right. It could be. It's one of those that you're like, oh yeah, this will probably have a lot of goals in it, and it ends up being a drab. No, yeah. No. Yeah. Well, last thing, guys, give me a uh, give me your thoughts on Champions League today. Give me your thoughts on Diego Maradona as well. We wanted to extend our condolences to the Maradona family and also the country of Argentina, mm. who basically sees Maradona as uh, a deity. So, mm. any, and FC uh, Napoli, any thoughts on I think. that? What's that? And and FC Napoli. Mm. Yeah, correct. Who are playing tomorrow? So that'll be a good one. I um, R.I.P. Maradona. Of course, I didn't grow up really watching him. Obviously, I, neither did I. But yeah, I know enough about him and and respect him tremendously for everything he did for the game and just the incredible talent that he was. Um, I remember studying abroad in Italy and visiting family on several occasions in Naples. And to this day, there are murals that line the streets of Naples with Maradona. I was also in Sarajevo visiting family one summer and one of the movies in the annual film festival there was a documentary about Maradona that I watched with that, that I really enjoyed and it's in, it was incredible to learn how much he did for that club and how much he did for yeah. the city of Naples and the people of Naples he at one point he was like regularly dining with mob bosses and yeah. was <laughs> totally entrenched um in that culture as well it's a shame that um his life after football took took a turn downhill because of all of his substance abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't help but think that despite all of the tremendous accomplishments he has in the world of soccer, that that will leave a stain on his legacy. Yeah. It's just a sad, it's a sad day. I mean, he was only 60, still had a lot of life ahead of him and um, yeah, just sad wasn't really a surprise at the end of the day unfortunately but it's uh you know he'll he'll go down as one of the greats chris any any last words on that um no not much else to say besides everything that has been said um he's probably he was messy before messy but with a lot more um rock star uh attitude oh yeah um uh but yeah he paved the way for a lot of people you know um all the greats uh, look to him as as one of their their idols, and that's all you need to know about him. Hand of God, what can I say? R.I.P. Yes. Diego. R.I.P. Diego. That's right. That's right. Well, I think on that note, we'll conclude. Uh, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Dude, Where's My Var with Chris and Timor, our guest, signing off. Chris is actually in Singapore, so we've been having a, a difficulty connecting <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to find a time to actually do this thirteen hour time difference from the East Coast. 
And uh, I was out on vacation last week. We had the international break the week before. So I know most of you have eagerly been waiting this episode. So (laughs) we'll get it out ASAP. (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you both very soon. Thank you, team, for joining us. Cheers, boys. Thanks for for having me on. Absolutely. We'll see you on the other side of this game week.